the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 39 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the ability for girls 12 years and up to get an abortion during school hours. It's unbelievable, George. Uh, you know, the laws in California afford a child the age of 12 years and up to get any treatment without their parental knowledge or consent. Uh, regarding sexual health concerns. The Teachers Union and Planned Parenthood have an unholy union where they make sure that they teach children about this right. Mark, this is a huge moment for me because, I mean, I can't even begin to explain the, the anger um, when, when I first found out about this linkage, and it was in a flyer that... Planned Parenthood and CEPUS, which is the Sexuality Information and Education Council of the United States, they jointly put it out in 2018. And it was just so brazen. They were coming out and they were basically saying to parents, you don't matter, and we're going to speak this stuff to kids because the law is on our side, at least in the state of California, uh, and there's other states as well that have followed California's suit um, with these confidential medical acts yeah. um, for school-age children. And just over and over and over as I was reading through that flyer, at the beginning I couldn't understand why in the world were they so eager to have comprehensive sexuality education connected to abortion. But there are deeper and deeper interests, as we've talked about on so many other podcasts, um, that, that are at play here. It's all intermixed. I mean, there's a good reason why we call it the unholy alliance. I mean, it's Planned Parenthood. It, frankly, it's the state legislature of California and other states across the nation, uh, along with comprehensive sexuality education curriculum laws that are being imposed across the nation, all to foment and uh, indoctrinate children into understanding and exercising their, quote, sexual rights, another concept that we've talked about in the past. So, George, maybe we should unpack a little bit, um, but particularly this two-page flyer, um, which has gotten a lot of press in the past. There's some very onerous things in there, isn't there? There are, and Mark, we've used some of the information from this flyer in our conferences. We've done little screenshots, yeah, but we've never gotten a chance to unpack it. Because uh, there's so much information to go through, so we'll get a chance to do that here. Um, so it, it, it's a two-page flyer packed with great information. One of the things that I like about it is that it removes the possibility for people like you and me to be called conspiracy theorists. Because if we would have ever said, you know, pre-2018, oh, comprehensive sexuality education is all about abortion, 
that's the end game, or that's one of the end games. Yeah. If we would have ever made that claim, people wouldn't take it seriously. And now we can just screenshot this flyer and put it on there and show people that they're not kidding. They're real about what they're, they're saying. Here. They're not hiding it. This is a flyer. I mean, it's on their website. You can download it. You can print it out. Um, I'm assuming this is available at uh, at school districts and potentially even for children to read about. Most definitely. In fact, most um, CSE curricula um, have their own various ways throughout different sections to point kids back to quote unquote resources, local reproductive. Uh, sexual health reproductive resources, and we typically send them to Planned Parenthood or later on to CFIS or, or other you know, LGBTQ centers that then point here to this, this document. Well, maybe we should read uh, a few quotes for our, our listeners so they can hear for themselves what's included in this flyer. And uh, here's the first one. So this has to do with aligning comprehensive sex ed and, and abortion. You know, there's shared values in terms of uh, Planned Parenthood. Here's what they say. Quote, Unfortunately, young people are often left out of conversations surrounding the right to bodily autonomy and, specifically, the right to access safe and legal abortion. When is abortion ever safe? Compounded by the myriad barriers to abortion access, including but not limited to cost, parental notification requirements, that's a limiter to abortion, that Planned Parenthood has every interest in getting rid of. And that's uh, the key issue. Up front, right in the very first section of this big flyer, they have a title where they, they clearly want to show why CSE and abortion have shared values. And from the very beginning, they're coming with this soft language about right to bodily autonomy and trying to separate children from parents. Yeah. It's, these are all code words. code words. It's the language wars. Code words. And so over and over and over, uh, the um, phrase or the word barrier, barrier to abortion. You see it repeated. You see it repeated, and it's always in the context of parental notification requirements. Hmm, I wonder why, George. And then they say, additionally, there are many forms of, quote, oppression. Where are we seeing that term? including economic, social, and political that prevent young people from exercising their constitutional right. Abortion restrictions are designed to control reproductive freedoms and further oppress, here it goes, communities of color. George, this is back in 2018? Amazing. They were ahead of their time, weren't they? they were. Do you think they had something to do with what we're seeing now in oh, critical yeah. race theory? Oh, yeah. I wonder. This has been brewing for a long time. And the two key things in this statement is preventing young people from exercising their constitutional rights. What do you think they're talking about here, Mark? I wonder. Roe versus Wade. Of course. And so, at towards the end of this uh, podcast episode, we want to link it back to Roe versus Wade and a, a very important case that, that the Supreme Court is listening to right now. They've already listened to the oral arguments uh, a week ago on uh, December 1st, um, but it's Dobbs versus Jackson, 
um, health center in in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, Yeah, that deserves some thought. But the, the thing that strikes me here, George, and what we just read, and further oppress communities of color, that's particularly ironic coming from Planned Parenthood, who is started, our listeners may remember, by Margaret Sanger, who was an open eugenist. She believed that we need to call from society uh, uh, children uh, from certain racial communities. And it's so ironic now that they're purporting themselves to be concerned about communities of color. You can't make this stuff up. You can't. You can't. I mean, this is is how evil these people are. They're basically uh, claiming to be on the side of the victims, and at the end of the day, they're, they're the ones killing those victims. It goes on to say, this is compounded for communities of color who already navigate an inherently racist health care system. So if you're not getting your abortion services, by definition, your community is racist. There you go. That is another huge thing that we we'll talk about. The second thing is about shared values. So these values are stemming from the worldview of critical care. And it's being applied in an intersectional way here. Yes. Where they're trying to show CSE is intersectionally related to abortion, intersectionally related to race and racism and systemic racism, all of that. It's all connected. We have to remove all the barriers. Uh, They go on to say, quote, 90% of all U.S. counties lack a clinic providing abortion care. But almost all of these counties contain a school that can provide resources to young people through sex education. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. And to me, here's, I was trying to get into the mind of the authors who particularly penned this sentence. Because to me, I was thinking, okay, abortion is so rampant, it has killed and murdered over 60 million babies in the United States alone since Roe versus Wade. 1.6 million every year in this country. And, and that has been accomplished without a clinic in 90% of U.S. counties. If you now are a thought leader in the abortion industry and you want to say, well, we want to have an abortion clinic in every county of the United States, there are only 10% of them, where would that number reach? From 1.6 per year, is it going to be now 3.8 per year? I mean, like, how far are these people wanting to go with their murderous scheme? I don't think there's any end to it. And here's the really frightening thing, George. More and more now we're seeing a movement to put health clinics on school campuses. And you can see where this is going. Comprehensive sexuality, they're, they're talking about removing the barriers, you know, to reproductive health rights. They're talking about sexual rights. The next logical step in this progression is to actually put health centers on school campuses. And there's a lot of discussion going on right now about doing that very thing. And the nexus for them and the excuse today is mental health. They'll easily expand those mental health centers to abortion providing clinics. Of course. That's right. Well, then finally, another quotation here uh, from the same two-page pamphlet. Quote, abortion empowers women and people who can become pregnant. Hmm, I wonder who those are. 
to make their own best decisions about whether and when to have children, build healthy families, and foster sustainable communities. Well, you can't have a healthy family unless you have children to begin with. What does abortion do? It kills family. And and here in this shared value statement about not just women, but it's also about people who can become pregnant. That brings in the whole transgender aspect. And it it also brings in um, the transhumanism aspect to this because now men who think they're women and who go through all those sex change surgeries and then, you know, quote unquote, become pregnant and they want to have the, the same rights as, as women do. Um, this is how evil Sikhs and Planned Parenthood are. They are trying to constantly display themselves as the champion. It's really amazing, George, that this was written, actually published, which means it was written earlier than 2018. And they're talking about these things that are now really only now becoming super popular across the nation and our culture. People who can become pregnant. That's definitely talking about ostensibly men who identify as women. It's crazy. Well, there's another um, area to explore in this, and that is by advancing CSE, you're actually supporting abortion rights. So that's another reason for schools to get very aggressive in promoting comprehensive sex ed. And and I think this is a very clever tactic, because by bringing abortion into the mix, abortion in America has been like a huge topic polarizing topic, yeah. and it's a topic that gets people off their seats and vote, right? Because, oh, nobody's going to take my human right away, you know, to, to reduce my access to abortion. So there's this whole movement out there and has been for a long time in America. So now they want to capitalize on that movement. Sure. And they're trying to foment and, and stir these people up saying, hey, Look, if you don't give the next generation of kids in schools a proper sex education, meaning comprehensive sexuality education, your abortion rights are going to be at stake. Abraham Lincoln said the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of the government in the next. And that's another objective of these programs. They want to inculcate in the minds of youth who eventually are going to go out into the workforce and in, in, in policy uh, positions in, in government to uh, impress upon our society these kinds of laws and policies. Well, here's another quote. Uh, advocate for sex education to require unbiased, age-appropriate, medically accurate, and culturally appropriate instruction on abortion and access to abortion care. That's the objective. Yep. And the key thing here is culturally appropriate instruction on abortion. They really try to say that, well, because the communities of color are having a bunch of abortion. They view abortion differently, so we need to destigmatize abortion, and that's the racist nexus to this, because if I, as a white person, am advocating to limit and restrict abortion, well, that's because of my own cultural lens. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. And then, George, here's another quote. Support federal legislation, such as the Real Education for Healthy Youth Act, RIA, which requires instruction on abortion and access to services and sex education classes, 
and the Youth Access to Sexual Health Services Act. What is that? Well, they want to basically federalize CSE. So that way they avoid from having to go from state to state to state to pass these laws. Yeah, they want to make it uniform across the country, which they go on to say, work to remove state-level legal and policy barriers to sex ed that is inclusive of the full range of sexual and reproductive health care options, including abortion. Yep. So, so one of those barriers is parental notification. Exactly. When it support federal funding for the full range of reproductive health care services, so that's a euphemism for abortion. Uh, form coalition with parents, educators, young people, and policymakers to improve sex education on the state and school district levels. Um, and then you can check this out, going back to a, a, a point you had made earlier, Mark. Center the voices and experiences of young people of color within abortion access advocacy special attention to parent notification barriers. Yeah, there it is. And this is a truly eugenics-based agenda. In fact, starting in 2012, more black babies were aborted than born alive in New York City. Shocking. And now for the last 10 years, that has been the case and only been worse. Yeah. The black community has been decimated by abortion policies, and uh, it's just shocking uh, to me that Planned Parenthood is, is pushing this program forward, and our state legislatures and governments seem to be going along part and parcel. Um, finally, a, another goal is to eliminate funding and or support for harmful and ineffective abstinence-only until marriage programs. Yeah. And George, this plays into the California health framework too, doesn't it? It's being rolled out in high schools and middle schools, and maybe we should touch on that briefly. Yeah. So parents in California and parents probably in the state of Washington, state of New York, Oregon, um, probably Illinois, and a couple other states, uh, just be on notice because your laws are very similar. And there are a myriad of other states that are now trying to adopt the health framework yeah. in California. Um, I've even heard about the state of Nebraska, very conservative state. They've been fighting uh, the, the health framework development process in their state right now because it's basically being copied from California's version. And a lot <coughs> of this is being thrown in there for teachers, instruction to teachers on how to teach comprehensive sexuality education. So uh, their Chapter 5 here in California dealing with middle school, they're saying the California Healthy Youth Act, which is requiring uh, sex education, um, says you must include information on the safety and effectiveness of all FDA-approved contraceptive methods and legal available pregnancy options. Uh. Legally available pregnancy options <coughs> means to give birth, to adopt that child, to send it up for adoption, or to have an abortion. Again, they, they are very, very queasy about this kind of stuff. And they also say, well, you must teach your children about local health resources and people's rights to access sexual health and reproductive health care. Where do they have to access that? By partnering with your community 
including teaching your kids confidential release from school to obtain sensitive services without parental notification and permission and confidentiality and insurance. And they quote here, Ed Code 46010.1 and Ed Code 48205. And this is repeated one more time in the high school chapter. So I wanted to really quickly read what these Ed Codes say. Please do. So 46010. <coughs> in the fall of 1986-1987 academic year. And my God, just rocked It goes back a long way. The governing board of each school district shall, each academic year, notify pupils in grades 7 to 12 inclusive and the parents or guardians of all pupils enrolled in the district that school authorities may excuse any pupil from the school for the purpose of obtaining confidential medical services without the consent of the pupil's parent or guardian. The notice required pursuant to the section may be included with any other notice given pursuant to this code. So, uh, in other words, you know what, you can just stack it up on that 40-page packet you send at the beginning of the school year because parents won't read it. George, it's, it say what is, is right. I mean, the, the thought that this goes back, uh, you know, 34-plus years to 1986, 1987, it's just uh, incredible. Is it any wonder why we're facing the issues that we are today? I mean, this has been at work for a long, long time. So when we talk about CSE, when, when, we, when they connect it to abortion, they do so because Roe versus Wade is so important to them. And Mark, can you unpack just a little bit here at the very end of this episode what Dobbs versus Jackson really means? So, as our listeners know, in 1973, Roe v. Wade was passed, uh, which uh, gave a constitutional right to terminate your pregnancy. Uh, But that was bounded somewhat by what they called viability. Once a child was considered viable, which could mean you could survive outside the womb, and usually this is like 24 weeks and after, then your, uh, your right to terminate your pregnancy was not absolute. That was 1973, and then in 1992, another case came around, Casey versus Planned Parenthood. And they said, well, Roe is a little bit too restrictive, so now we're going to say that states cannot impose any, quote, undue burden on people to access abortion rights. Well, uh, technology has changed over the years, George. We have sonograms, we have new technologies to be able to understand the life of a fetus in the womb, particularly in earlier, earlier stages. We have 4D uh, sonograms. We know when the heart starts. Uh, we have much more information on when a, a baby's uh, uh, neurology and feelings start to take place. And so Mississippi uh, very logically pushed back that viability to 15 weeks, not 24 weeks, 15 weeks. And they precluded any abortions that would happen after that time. And obviously this was litigated. It went to the Supreme Court. And uh, on December 1st, they had oral arguments uh, with the very real possibility of overturning Roe v. Wade. Now, that decision will probably come out at the end of June, uh, early July sometime. This will be a uh, an earthquake 
in reproductive uh, health care rights and protecting the lives of children because there is a very real possibility that they may overturn Roe v. Wade. And if they do that, of course, then this linkage with comprehensive sexuality education, which has been premised on the absolute right to abortion, George, all of that is going to go away. Not just that much for me. It's the dollars that follow the abortion. Planned Parenthood will be significantly defunded, and they're the greatest curriculum providers at CSE. And so our listeners need to be praying. I mean, it, the, the uh, Supreme Court justices have already had their conference, so they've probably already decided uh, how they're going to rule on this. But the majority and concurring and dissenting opinions are all going to be written over the next weeks and months, and we need to be praying that uh, the Lord gives them wisdom and that the right thing happens here. Amen. So parents, please note that abortion and CSE are inextricably linked. It's not a conspiracy theory. That's right. They say so themselves. Please be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for this confidential medical services that your child from seventh grade has the right since 1986, and none of us knew that. Um, so we must be on the lookout and be ever vigilant. Until next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.